you're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another edition of Currency Cloud Payments Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Forkin. I'm excited to be joined by Adway Joshi today uh, from datasears.ai. Uh, Adway, if you could, please uh, just briefly introduce yourself to the audience. And maybe we'll, after that, we'll just kind of dive into a little bit about Datasears and what you guys are doing to help the financial industry. Thank you for the intro, Jeff. This is Adway Joshi. I am the chief seer at Datasears. And pretty much for the past 20 years, I have been focused on complex data, basically creating simple solutions to handle complex data. I've worked in various different industries from healthcare to animal health to financial services. Of course, for the past eight or so years, I have been heavily focused in the payments space. And data seers now, for the past three years, working a lot with banks and fintechs who are working in the faster payments space. And that's pretty much been our whole focus of the company. Excellent. And, uh, you know, we've, we've obviously connected a few times in the past. It's always good to see you out at Money 2020. So excited just to kind of have you on and, and chat about stuff. What, what are some of the exciting things that Datasear is able to do? I know you're obviously, you know, digging into a lot of the kind of transaction data and helping some of these, I think primarily sponsor banks are the, to be able to streamline some of their back office stuff. So maybe you could dig into that and, and what you guys are doing a little bit. Absolutely. And, and you said it right, right? So our focus has been around transactional data. Uh, the, the main purpose of starting the company was a lot of times this data goes unused and underutilized. Uh, people use only parts of it. They don't use the whole aspect of it and so on and so forth. So the whole purpose of the company was to take your data, whatever format you have it in, whatever layout you have it in, whatever velocity, volume, doesn't really matter, and drive value by connecting all the silos by creating a link between all of that data and showing you what's really happening or what is the consumer really doing. So yes, we handle four major back office verticals, which is reconciliation, compliance, fraud, and analytics. Definitely work a lot with sponsor banks. And now we are starting to also work with other fintechs and even credit unions and smaller sized community banks because everybody is saying the same thing. They're saying that we have so much data and we don't know what to do with it. Excellent. Interesting. So we have a lot of, I think, listeners from fintechs that uh, follow the podcast. So how is Datasears working with fintechs and what are the uh, insights they're able to derive? I know recently Currency Cloud's actually developed a insights and analytics feature functionality of our platform. And we're seeing a lot of interest from our customers who are you know, payment service providers or other fintechs as well. So can you get, uh, kind of dive into that a little bit more? Absolutely. See, as fintechs grow, they have to keep a close eye on their data. Data is telling them everything, what is working, what is not working. And often it is overlooked because of so much going on, especially when you're in the growth phase. So what we are doing for fintechs is we actually are providing a real-time API where you can actually integrate us within your applications, uh, phone apps, web apps, whatever it is, and you can send us that message instantaneously so we can act on things where if you find something to do with anti-money laundering, whether we see somebody's trying to do something that is not kosher, we can act on it immediately. How does it help the fintechs? 
Well, first of all, the ba- issuing bank is going to be extremely happy that you have everything under control. The last thing they want to see is you not knowing what's happening on your own platform, right? And the second thing is by helping them do this real time, we are now able to catch most of the problems uh, immediately after they happen or sometimes before they happen. And, and that's straight saved money. If a fraudulent transaction was caught in time or if a money launderer was caught in time, all of that is preventing fraud losses. And they can be significant in this space, in the, especially in the prepaid space. So that's what we are doing. And now we also have just announced a partnership with LexisNexis, where we are able to onboard, do KYC uh, by, and, and do onboarding of customers and businesses through a relationship with LexisNexis. So at the end of the day, you just have a single integration, single platform that you need to worry about and not have to integrate to multiple different vendors. And that's the ease of doing business as well, which matters. Mm-hmm. Got it. So if I'm building a fintech platform and I have a sponsor bank, obviously a lot of these sponsor banks are going to say, hey, you got to go out and create your own AML and transaction monitoring and fraud monitoring. Basically, I could just, Datasear would be like a plug and play for that kind of thing for my fintech? Absolutely. So we are definitely a plug and play. All you would have to do is integrate with our APIs, which takes less than a week. And our platform is up and running. So wherever you go outside and it takes 30, 60, 90 days at the minimum, right? Typically it takes more like six to nine months. Uh, We have shortened that timeline tremendously, which means faster business for you, quicker onboarding, cleaner onboarding, and so on and so forth. And just work with one place and manage everything in the same place. Yeah, that's a that's a big help to a lot of these fintechs for sure. I know a few of them that would probably be interested in that. What are you seeing that's interesting to you? I know we've talked in the past just about the sponsor banks, and obviously, you know, your background is 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 very deep in this industry, coming out of the Sutton Bank team, which is well known. What are you seeing as the current trends in the sponsor bank world and how how they're kind of cooperating with fintechs? What do you see on the horizon for 2020? That's interesting to you. Yeah, so I'm seeing a lot of activity on traditional community banks or smaller banks who are now becoming sponsor banks. So that's one trend I'm seeing. People are just seeing, oh, look at these little, little, you know, ECBC banks and they're making such a big noise in the payment space and there's so much potential. So you're going to see more and more issuers come out, right? So you're going to see traditional people who have never done payments before and they're going to want to go into the payment space and want to do stuff. Again, it makes perfect sense for some of those people to work with us because we already have the rules. We already know what happens. We already have the expertise in that industry. And so, you know, it becomes so easy. As Visa has predicted, right, 2020's biggest thing is going to be remittance. You're actually going to see a lot of money on the remittance industry, whether it is using a cryptocurrency rail, whether it is using money transfer rail, or whether they're using currency cloud, right? They're going to see a lot of money being remitted from one country to the other country, which basically means there's a lot of compliance in, in play at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, your, your, your platform could be applied to either the fintech or it could go directly to the, the sponsor, pro, sponsor bank as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. And that's the idea. Our idea is that if we are play, present in both those places, right? then we can actually control even the data exchanges because most of the sponsor banks are asking your processor or your program manager, which is your fintech, to send data back and forth. And even that part becomes tedious on the fintech's part as well as on the bank's part. 
So we can even make that connection, that bridge easy if we are present in both the cases. And there is there is such a case that exists today where we are working with a fintech and we are also working with the same uh, bank who is sponsoring them. And that's why the data transfer, the visibility, uh, the rules just become so much more useful now for everybody that you're going to have a much cleaner platform that is maintainable in a much, much better way. Yeah, that sounds really great. So let me just make sure I got that right. So if, if the bank's using data seers and the fintech's using data seers, can the bank's like compliance department just kind of drop into the data seers application of the fintech and just make sure everything looks good? Exactly. Either okay. they can drop in or we have API connections where we control what data goes back and forth based on whatever information the compliance department needs to see. But that's exactly the point. Yeah, the, the compliance department has more visibility into it when the fintech is using us than not. And typically, the bank makes the fintech pay a compliance fee because of that, assuming that they're not going to have that kind of visibility. So it's a win-win-win for everybody. Right. And the, yeah, it's, it's better for the fintech, makes their lives easier, and then the bank can actually drive revenue off of it. Exactly. And... Yeah, and so getting back to I guess what your the remittance aspect uh, of the of 2020 and what you're seeing for the future, I think we we definitely are in the same boat there. Uh, what we're seeing is that you know everybody wants to you want to bank globally, not locally. So it's everyone's trying to tear down these walls that have been up traditionally. I'd say you can only send payments you know in your country, and if you want to go cross border, it's a huge pain. Um, so very exciting for a currency cloud, you know, to just kind of see that happening. It's been that I think it's been that way outside of the U.S. for a few, probably five years or so, especially in Europe. But you're really starting to see that in the U.S., where a lot of these programs of sponsor banks are coming out and saying, you know, our MVP requires us to do cross-border. And I don't know if you're seeing this too, but I think it's you know we've we've tackled the P2P payment space, but it seems like. The next five to ten years are all going to be B two B payments. Do you, are you kind of seeing that too? Exactly. It is. It is going to be that right, and and especially because it's also much more difficult. Some of those things are much more difficult to track, and hence you know regulation comes in, and you have to do it. In, in, especially when money is going internationally, especially to countries like Thailand, where you know you have so much issues going on, or maybe Middle East. You got to be very careful about those things. But B2B is going to definitely pick up quite a bit. The rules will ease out. It's it's not, if you look at traditional ways of transferring money for B2B, there haven't been really any groundbreaking inventions on that side. But people are now starting to make ways there. Everybody tackled the consumer side and now you have 50 different options. And now everybody wants to go towards business. So we'll definitely see a big influx in that space. Mm-hmm. How does your application cover all different types of cu- customer types? So would it be it would be able to cover a payment that's B two B and a P two B payment and cross border as well? Absolutely. So we have we allow you to set rules. We allow you to configure different programs. You might be one bank who is doing you know fifty different things, and you just configure those rules, all those fifty different rules within our system. Whether it is a P two P, whether it is GPR, whether it is a single load, whether it is a B two B whether it is a B2B2C, whether it's just a traditional gift card, a closed loop gift card, right? Or it's a remittance product. You actually go into our application, you configure those rules. And once those rules are configured, each program is kind of monitored under its own lens, under its own microscopic lens. So you're not applying rules of one program to another program. Uh, You're getting very specific. And that's how our system actually works and allows other people to uh, monitor and just use one engine for doing everything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely. I can only see that use case being needed more and more. As you said, you know, on our side, we've definitely decided that you know focusing our attention towards the sponsor banks and their programs is the best kind of market fit for our product. So we're you know we're highly targeting these companies that are working with sponsor banks, and in doing so, I mean. I think even in the last year, you know, there's probably at the beginning of 2019, I'd say there was probably t- maybe 20 of these sponsor banks that we that were that were well known. But by the end of 2019, you were looking at pushing 40 to 50. So I, I'm I'm expecting that number will probably double this year at least. I think so. I think you're right there. Your prediction is is right on. That's what I think is going to happen this year too. Excellent. Well, Edwin, I really appreciate you taking the time today. It's been fantastic to kind of catch up and just get a, a deeper dive into your solution. We haven't really talked a little bit about, you know, obviously the functionality is how you can screen transactions and things like that. What are the real insights that some of your customers have derived from your platform? That is there is can they take the data? and derive insights and use that, obviously, as Intel, but is there a way that they can even monetize that data? They absolutely can, right? Especially around uh, when they are doing their transaction monitoring and when they are using uh, this engine to file SARS and all of that, right? Think about it this way. If John Doe has come on my platform and committed fraud and I have already identified it and I have already blocked it and John Doe comes right back but this time he actually changed the program. He's trying to do different types of fraud. I have the visibility to view him across the board and trace him, track him, and stop him in his steps, right? So that's right there, value added for even their fintech partners or their uh, program managers, because otherwise the program manager would not have known that John Doe is a bad guy. But just because the bank has seen him before and they have blacklisted them on the platform, they're able to kind of, again, put them under that microscopic lens and trace them across the entire uh, ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they could basically cut out fraud from other programs in, in advance because this guy's probably going to jump to other platforms anyway. Exactly. And that's the thing, right? When we, What we know about these fraudsters is when they try to do something, they don't stop at one place. You know, they move, they move around. Mm-hmm. Well, excellent. No, I, again, I really appreciate you jumping on. What's the best way to get in touch with Data Sears? Is it just to go to your website uh, and contact? Yeah, datasears.ai. Datasears.ai and everything that you need to know about us, what we are doing and how we are solving this problem, it's on our website. Excellent. Well, thanks again for your time. I know you got a busy schedule, so I will let you go. Let's be in touch soon and good luck with your dinner this evening. Thank you. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.